Fit for Life Radio, back with another episode this week. It is your host, Gary and Will. Hi. And we have special guest, Jillian, here with us. Hey. That is Jillian, if you couldn't tell. That was not, that was not Will. <laughs> that was me. I'm doing a whole interview with my other personality. So Jillian is, she is a lot of things. Yeah. She is yoga instructor extraordinaire. Yep. New mom extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Wife extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Ooh. A little bit of everything. That's a lot. That's so, a lot of shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess starting off, um, for one, for everyone listening, so here at Coastal Strength and Fitness, we have yoga on Saturdays, and you are the instructor. Mm-hmm. And now that I come to think about it, you want to just explain the whole story about how, how, how we even got how, to that point? How that first? started? Oh, well... Uh, <laughs> So a few of my friends actually referred me to Coastal for working mm-hmm. out. I kind of wanted to change up my routine a little bit. Of course, I was always going to yoga, but I was like, oh, I kind of want to mix it up and see because I've never had a structured fitness life. When I was in college, I'd just run, a, run on the treadmill for like an hour and be like, mm-hmm. boom, killed it, and then <laughs> be done. But um, Mimosas! <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> wanted to uh, see what else was out there. So, uh, of course, friends referred me, so I came to Coastal, did the trial, and I was like, damn, I really like this, and was working out. And then, of course, you guys are all super personable, and just conversations came up, and uh, Gary found out as a yoga teacher and I was like, oh, yeah, I teach yoga. I didn't even think anything about it. And he was just like, oh, well, do you think you'd want to teach here? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Because, I mean, the community was cool. And I was like, well, this just seems like it would be a good fit, right? Because, I mean, there's lots of places you can take class. But I think that as a teacher, I take that really seriously. And I don't teach someplace that I don't connect with. And so that was pretty cool, being able to connect on that level um, and just – be here as a teacher. I think I've been teaching yoga here for like three years. Yeah, that's it's been a while. It's def- that's what I was thinking about. It's definitely that because it was since before I, when I moved to California, yeah. and I was there for two years. I've been back for a year and a half, so that's three and a half. So yeah. probably more like it's four, like four years. Four, yeah, wow. I was taking it for a while, so four years. Yeah, and actually, it was before I started working way in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. I was still working here when I was teaching when I started teaching. So yeah, yeah. damn, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. So. And it's great. Like we have, you know, like with anything, there's the core. Um, yeah, there's you know, a core group that's always core there. Core group that always comes and, and then always get new blood in. And for a lot of people, it's their first experience with yoga. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm sure is uh, fun fun for you to see. And in general, exciting for us because we a lot of people would never try it because as with anything, environments, which we talk about all the time. So environments can also be intimidating. So uh, to some people, just like a gym environment, a yoga studio environment can be very intimidating, right? Everyone's going to be sure. flexible and it's, you know, the woo-woo or this or that or whatever. And so whereas here, it's if someone's already been coming here, training, it's just the coastal environment. So they're somewhat comfortable and then they get to do yoga in what's a non-intimidating environment for them at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you get a lot of people to, to try it out. So, and you're also a yoga instructor at Tribal Yoga. Yeah. Right. How many, how many hours a, I know now with 
you know, having a little one, it, it's probably changed. But in general, like how many hours were you instructing a week typically? Um, now I'm only teaching like three hours mm -hmm. a week because, you know, I have a full-time job. Um, but when teacher training starts up, which I help with, I will be there for like 20 hours some yeah. weekends plus my normal teaching schedule. So I'd say like... 23 to 25 hours if I pick mm -hmm. up for subbing or anything like that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. On uh, top of a full-time job. Mm, and, yeah. and traveling. And a child. Traveling the globe for kickball. Yeah. yeah that too. <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot kickball. Yeah. That's kickball uh, all-star. Yeah. yeah, so uh, the, the training weekends can get really <clears> – uh, they can be a lot. Uh, yeah. But they're all great. You know, it's mm – -hmm. I mean, you guys can attest to this. Like, when you enjoy what you're doing – you can kind of sprint through and do those super long weeks. Oh, you for know, sure. You're not yeah. going to want to do it all the time because then you face burnout. But you're willing to just put your head down and just grind because you're like, man, this is really great. This is um, cool to share this with people. And you see that folks are getting a lot out of it. So that's kind of keeps you going. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it. you know, even like a good example is like even if we have, you know, a coach or two out of town, like it might be a long day, but we enjoy it. So it's not even... Like it's that big of a deal to you know coach more than more than normal or or whatever we need to do because like we like to be here. My favorite posts are when you're when you're in the morning when you're like talking about getting up at three a.m. or four a.m. I'm like, eesh. That little <laughs> that meme with that like I don't even know what the he fox? is the fox the fox the fox it looks like someone like tossed him in the dryer yeah <laughs> and he, just sitting on on the on chair the end of the chair I mean, that's yeah. how I feel. But um so yeah I think you're also a good example of the whole like fit for life and in general. Our audience, you know, yeah, we're not bodybuilders and powerlifters and extreme, like, fitness people. It's just folded into our lives. So, for mm -hmm. you, you know, you originally even came to Coastal. You were all, like, kickball is very important for you. You, you know, also to support um, your yoga practice and, you know, the strength carryover. So, you know, talk about a little about, like, your history maybe as an athlete before stuff you've done and yeah how, how for you how it all kind of works together and now since you just recently had a baby um so obviously you can't work out like you want over that stretch and now you're getting back into things kind of yeah just your whole journey and everything with that wow that's a lot uh, <laughs> just tell us your whole life story okay starting yeah, yeah, yeah. from the beginning um <laughs> uh, so my fitness and movement journey actually started from ballet. So I did ballet for 13 years. I wasn't a sports person. I kind of did it here and there, right? So like in sixth grade, I did Hershey track and field, right? That wasn't mm. anything super serious, but it was something that was fun. And I was kind of, I don't know, built sort of like an athlete. I mean, of dance, it just kicks your butt. Like ballet, you, I mean, you get so many physical benefits from that. So like running wasn't a big deal again with sixth grade. So it's not a big deal anyway. Um, I like had a little, little thing with soccer for like mm -hmm. two seconds, but really <laughs> ballet was, was it for me. I, I danced for like 13 years. Um, even got into a pre-professional like summer program and stuff like that for modern, which I didn't even do. I just went with my friend for an audition. So that was my background. And it was funny because as I was coming up dancing, everyone's like, you really look like an athlete, which dancers don't want to hear. Yeah, because they are athletes, yeah. Anyone listening, do not tell young girls when they're when they're at ballet, you look more like an athlete because you are going to like make them feel Destroy like Destroy them? Well, the funny thing was, I was uh, when I was talking, working with this lady who does a lot of corrective stuff and just works with a lot of athletes of mm -hmm. all types, professional athletes, and I asked her, like, what's the best 
athlete as far as a blend of you know strength mobility and just like to where everything was combined and i was thinking it'd be maybe like gymnast or something but gymnast has a very high like they're beat up have a lot of injuries and then do have some limitations but she said that dancers were, were essentially the, the, best, the best of like you know strength and mobility and you know just kind of like folding all, all the attributes together so yeah the the people sleep on the cardio of a dancer yeah and you just like, have to keep moving yeah and yeah. how much stuff you're actually doing mm-hmm. exactly the technique and yeah. looking like you're happy when your feet hurt you know all that stuff <laughs> yeah, and just i think the biggest thing too is body awareness mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and that was um i mean with dance I was really in love with that, like, mind-body connection. Just loved it. I loved mm-hmm. music. I mean, who doesn't love music, right? Uh, I loved dancing, and it was just such a part of me. Again, 13 years of my life. So I went to college, had to stop dancing because I worked full-time. And once I got to the Some people of- work dancing full-time when they're in college. This is true. <laughs> I, I was not one of those. I was folding shirts at Champs. Oh, man. <laughs> Which oh. I made a lot less money than the other folks who danced no in college. to anybody that danced in college no. or dances for yeah. a profession. The ones who danced in college, um, the way some folks yeah. do it, in Miami, it, they balled out. Yeah, I I'm just shirts. saying, like, that's a pretty lucrative <laughs> thing to do, man. They were big balling while mm-hmm. I was poor, so. Exactly. Especially in Miami. Yeah, man. <laughs> mm. So, uh, once I finished undergrad... I, uh, well, I was with Daniel. I met my husband in undergrad. And so Daniel might be the nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah. In case anybody doesn't know him. <laughs> like, I think he's the nicest person I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. He, he's great. Like, I, he's, he's like eight feet tall, <laughs> but like the softest, warmest human being ever. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I just want to hug him every time I see him. And I have to fight the urge because it's not professional to do, but. I'm a little bit biased, but just sidebar, I think that he's like one of the most aspirational people I know. He just is kind, like he will just help anybody. Oh, for strangers. sure. He's just, he's great. I'm very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean, I don't know, what a gift from going to school so far away from home. Um, so. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, it's okay. It actually kind of all pulls together because my, I graduated a year before Daniel. He was in school for engineering, so his last year was awful, right? It was really demanding. He worked full time and was doing his last year engineering. And it was really tough on our relationship. And so rather than end our relationship, I was like, I need a hobby. Because if I don't get a hobby, our relationship's not going to work. Because, you know, in a relationship, you demand a certain amount of attention and time. And if you're not getting that, then, you, then you know, your relationship starts to fracture. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I need a hobby. And so I was like, you know, I took one yoga class in college and it was like, I remember being in Shavasana, the relaxation at the end and feeling like I was floating. I was like, let me try that again. That seems like it'd be really cool. And so I started going to yoga and I went to one class and then before I knew it, I was at yoga four to six times a week. And I have said it in my life in the past, but like yoga, I credit yoga with like keeping me and Daniel together. Because without it, I would have been, like, really annoyed all the time. What do you mean you need to come home and build a robot? This is our time. <laughs> like, I don't think we would have we would have made it past then. So that was um, – it started out as just building a hobby and then turned into a lifestyle, which was, like, a natural kind of progression from the dance background into a different sort of movement and connecting of mind and body. So that's kind of um, – yeah, that's yeah. how I got into yoga. So, and one interesting thing with that is, so obviously, 
as someone getting getting into yoga with your dance background, um, it did come natural a lot, right? So this mm-hmm. it, that is what it is. Whereas now recently, especially when you were pregnant, you know, and you have a human inside you, yeah. and um, and your body changes, you said you mentioned how you like it gave you a different perspective of you know like oh, limitations yeah. and things like that um, to be able to relate better to to clients and, and people. Um, you know, different body shapes as they're, you know, trying to learn their, or get into the practice of yoga. Mm-hmm. How, how did that kind of, what would you take away from that? Um, I developed a level of empathy, right? Before it was like sympathy and be like, dang, you know, it must be really hard to move. And then I went through pregnancy and I was like, damn, I get you. <laughs> I I understand. Uh, because, I mean, what a, what a freaking journey. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've pretty much lived in the same body my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to both of you guys about how, like, I feel like as I went through pregnancy, I had, like, 20 different bodies. Because, yeah. you know, you change so differently. And I know I talked to Will before that while I was pregnant, I was still doing a little bit of yoga, still doing some movement, and I had an injury, an injury that wouldn't that. have happened unless, you know, all that elastin in my body was there where, like, everything's just loosey-goosey. It was something mm-hmm. simple as, like, in a low lunge, back knee down, tuck the back toes under, lift your knee up, something terrible happened (laughs) and so i had an injury and that was probably at the end of my second trimester and that's something like that's like an easy position well say like for you especially like something that probably comes real naturally to you um for sure so i just kind of took it for granted and just kept going along with it at, at yoga and then um as my pregnancy progressed i uh was fine right because i was babying it i'm like mm-hmm. i know i have an injury cool um, but the whole labor situation happened <laughs> where you have an epidural and you don't feel anything and people are contorting you to get this baby out and then everything wears off. And then you can feel everything. And then you can feel everything. And that injury that was, okay, I need to just lay off this was just so amplified. It was awful. It was terrible. I don't even have a good enough word for it. I've never had that much pain in my life. And I had a baby. Yeah. It was the... I think you said it was probably my hip flexor. Mm-hmm. That was the worst thing. And so coming back off of that and not being able to have the movement in the body I'd been accustomed to was really, um, like I said, it built a lot of empathy. Because now I know what it feels like just not to have the space available to move a certain way or have an injury and not be able to do that. Because I was very grateful and lucky that throughout my journey up to this point, I didn't didn't really have any injuries, like a shin splint here and there, here here and there, and like toe injury or something like that. But it wasn't anything major. And so, yeah, going through pregnancy really taught me a lot, not just for pregnant folks, but just talking to people, different, uh, just availability in their body, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a hamstring injury, like you're not going to just hinge super easy. If yeah. you have like a bigger midsection and I say fold, like you're only going to go but so far because your upper body and your low body are going to meet a little bit sooner than someone who's smaller in the middle. So it's just kind of getting a clear perspective of what different Mm -hmm. folks go through when they're, um, when they're on their fitness journey. And And of course, and that's, and one thing with that too, that's kind of like, it's a hard subject to talk about because you don't want people to feel uncomfortable or offensive. But when you weigh more, especially if you're overweight, it's Mm -hmm. like people, People in that circumstance are way too hard on themselves because mm-hmm. 
they're going to go in the gym and then they feel so that's what can happen in yoga. They can be like, I'm not as flexible, but it's not that they're not as flexible. It might just be, yeah, they don't have as much room, right, to to get yep. there. But then they're hard on themselves. Like, same thing happens in the gym. We could be doing a a body weight squat or a split squat, and they could see someone doing it with this masterful form, and that person may weigh 130 pounds, right? And this person could be 210 pounds. And they're like being so hard on themselves, like, well, I can't do a perfect squat and I can't add weight, but your, your body weighs 210. Let's take um, 70 pounds and put a 70 pound vest on the 130 pound person. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden their squat and, and lunge and split squat looks a lot different, right? So, yep. um, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to get across, you know, how that can affect a lot of fitness. And then instead of being, uh, feeling negative or, or bad about your situation, really, you should be like, man, I'm, you, you might actually be ahead of other people, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just you're dealing with some of the extra weight, which, which is there. So, um, yeah, that's something to keep in mind when you do, if you are like, you know, starting from, um, you know, a spot where you want to lose weight from and you want to do yoga or you want to go to the gym, like, don't be so hard on yourself, you know? Like, a lot of the limitations aren't because you're not flexible. They're not because you're weak. It's just literally a just circumference body type thing. You have less mm-hmm. space, less thing to move. You have more weight that you're carrying around. So, yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, and Will spoke to this a little bit in mentioning Daniel. My first lesson in this was being with someone who's over a foot taller than I am. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'd put stuff in the fridge, and he's like, where is it? I'm like, it's the bottom and the back. He's like, I can't see mm-hmm. that. So our whole think tall, right? That's how our house works. Yeah. <laughs> if I want him to find it, I have to think That's tall actually cool. and put it somewhere. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like the world is not meant for tall people. Well, right. not, not meant, mean, but like things are not designed for tall people. Yeah. But so, or, or short people. Why didn't y'all go the other way? Because you're pretty short. How tall are you? Uh, like five, five four, three. Five, I'll just three. admit yeah. it. I used to say five four. I'm five three. So, <laughs> did y'all flip a coin? Like you could have taken, think short and, and just gone that way. No, but you know the perspective is different. <laughs> the fridge, the fridge starts from the floor and goes up. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't start from the ceiling down. So I can see everything in the fridge. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to the fridge. And he has to eat more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. So if I bought cookies for him and just want to like tuck it in the back, I just so is there a market the for? Fridges that start from the ceiling, <laughs> <laughs> and they just—it it starts waist height and it goes up. <laughs> that would not idea. work for me at <laughs> all. <laughs> I mean, you could get a step stool. Yep. Be like, I didn't cook dinner because I couldn't reach the chicken. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. But yeah, it, it, I mean, my personal journey through pregnancy definitely taught me a lot. And then I had the little hints from Daniel about thinking about folks who aren't my height. Like, I'll never be tall, but at least I have that constant reminder at home. Yeah. be like, hey, think about the tall guy. And then now that I've gone through pregnancy, think about the person who has an injury. Think about the person who has body mass is a little bit different. So it's um, it's it's been a good journey, I think. Yeah. And like you said, folks show up and they're super hard on themselves. And I say a lot of times in class, like, have a moment of gratitude for everything your body had available to you today and don't get distracted by what wasn't available. Yeah. Because if we think about that, we could list a million things yeah. that weren't available to us. Yeah, every one of us. us. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, you could be a pro yeah. athlete, like, yeah. that can't do X, Y, and Z. And, like, mm-hmm. you could pick yourself apart. Yeah. So I think that's a really good point. In a lot of ways, our body shape is going to dictate maybe what we are excel at and what we're gonna have to work harder at you know different Mm -hmm. uh moves in yoga it's gonna be like that same thing in the gym like daniel he's 
there's certain things that he's gonna are gonna be harder for him because he's so tall. But then he's a beast on the rower, so length, you know, kind of mm -hmm. helps with that. Um, so you know, a lot of times it's it's just recognizing what am I yeah. good at because of the way I am. Like yeah, for me, like compare me to Daniel with like a rower. Like I'm five eight. And I, my arms aren't, but so long. Like I will never probably row like a one twenty five hundred meter. Just I'm not built for it, and it's fine. I'm cool with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna beat myself up. And then Daniel could probably get under one twenty if he trained, because the guy's freaking built for it. So um, yeah, just realize like, hey, this is who I am and how I'm built. And like, you can't change that. I can't make my arms longer. Mm -hmm. Just can't. So one thing I want to touch on, which with yoga and the practice of yoga, and why most people, well, everyone would benefit from it in some way but one that I like is because I always like to watch you train in the gym coming from yoga as your base and then now as we all know also from dance so you kind of always have that mindfulness of movement whereas the problem now in the fitness industry is a lot of people get find fitness and exercise through a lot of, you know especially over the last few years it's just that super high intensity kick you know of like you know you know, hardcore CrossFit and, and boot camp and, and like just and doing that. stuff and flopping through it. And you're just, just trying to make yourself tired and there's just no thought about movement and form, you know, and that's where when we open, we, we, um, you know, want to be more mindful of movement and doing things right first and foremost, but it's always fun or interesting to watch like you when you're in here, like focusing on form and being mindful of movement. And it's just a whole different angle. It should be the angle that everyone comes from, but it's not, it's super rare mm -hmm. uh, but yeah but, but then that's why and then people are going to struggle with like slowing down their mind you know mm -hmm. when they're exercising because mm -hmm. they think ah, oh, it's, it's this frantic thing um whereas then when you get placed in yoga you you're forced to do it and it's funny because that's when a lot of people are like i don't like yoga yeah that's why uh -huh. it's the, yeah it's being by yourself you don't, yeah no you don't like quiet. yeah you don't like think like listening to your thoughts and noticing yeah. limitations and being mindful and being present and like being vulnerable for being a second. Vulnerable. You don't like right. any of those things. And people will often say, oh, I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. It's like, there isn't really a good, yeah. like it's just a practice. Yeah. Like what is, yeah. and what, what are you good it's at that you've never done? Practice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People expect <laughs> you know, were to Were you good at cooking? And, well, yeah. I think <laughs> a common one that I, I get when I, you know, talk to people like we have yoga and they're like, oh, well, I'm not very flexible. Like, I don't know if I can mm -hmm. do it. Well, that, like, yeah. It's a really weird way to put it. Like the reason yeah. you do it is to improve yourself. Like, yeah. it, that's it. That's yeah. like saying, "No, nah, I'm not going to strength train because I'm not strong." Well, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah like Training. we do it so you can get strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's it's difficult to overcome because people, like you said, they don't like quiet. They don't like hearing their thoughts. They don't want to feel like they're not good at something. Yeah. And people often think yoga is really easy because unless your ass is getting kicked, people don't feel like you're mm -hmm. doing anything. Yeah. That's and a that's a hard that one that we is experience too. It's frustrating because really if you if you've ever taken one of my classes, you're not just sitting there like a bump on a log. Because I'm holding you accountable for form. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just telling you flop your body around. I'm not going to help you out. Because if you do the class how I'm teaching it, you're going to learn a lot about your body. Mm -hmm. That's going to help you in your life out here. But also every time you step into the gym and train. Because guess what? Will's not going to have to explain how to hinge over yeah. and over and over again. Because you're going to get that body awareness the next time he talks about it. And you're going to be like, aha, I got it. Yep. Like we're all – like everything that's offered here – links together like one day helps the next day and sometimes our least favorite thing to do is what we need the most yeah i would say I that which, is 
always the case. Yeah. yeah. And the, people. the funny thing is, you say, like, you know, and, and it's not like sitting on a bump, you know, like a, a bump on a log, but the ironic thing is, most people will benefit, like, need that, you know, because, mm-hmm. it, like, so I mean, on our deload weeks, we'll do some breathing finishes. And I don't know if you saw in the Facebook group. This was probably a few weeks ago. Yeah. After it was that, three, like people, were, people com- were They were commenting, it. wanting more of that. Yeah. And I, I was telling Ben or someone, I was like, dude, I bet someone, if they wanted to, they could open a business where you basically like, like let people like nap or something. Like you just come in and because people like almost a, a mindfulness it's like pod. They, yeah, it's like they need permission to do that, right? Yeah. But uh-huh. you know, we have the two states that we're in, like the fight or flight. You know, rest and digest, and everyone's walking around. You know, fight or flight. Like the in their time. car, they're like that. You know, the gym. You they come and you know go hard in the gym they're like that um so that's why things like yoga which is going to help force and breathing finishers and mindfulness like to flip the switch it's uncomfortable yeah so that people, people can calm down there. and they'll get more results from that a lot of the thing that holds people back is they're just so stressed and wound up all the time and then mm-hmm. they emotionally eat and yeah. just ever this whole cascade of events but yeah most people need and would benefit more i'll tell i tell people all the time like you know especially if they're coming here monday wednesday friday and then even another cardio session or two, I'm like, look, whether you want to or not, or would like it or not, if you come Saturday, like yoga would be better. Like yoga would help you get more results more than another cardio workout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, a cool- and it's funny cause they're literally the two, uh, we have the Saturday Smackdown. <laughs> yeah. The har- polar opposites. The, the hardest class of the week. And then yoga, it's like polar opposites. And, um, you know, depending on how others, other people's week, how much they came, stuff like that, like. Most people need they need to chill to to chill. I think a cool yeah. it's just so a cool thing to think about too is um, like if people are always in like their flight or flight mode, if you're always stressed, like you won't you won't adapt right mm-hmm. to most things. You're just your body is not in a state to improve itself in some way. Um, so like it actually kind of works against people to always be in that state. People would be better off strength training, breathing, for you know, five minutes, just some parasympathetic breathing to cool down um, after their workout to get you a little more into a Mm -hmm. state that's going to actually help you build muscle and optimize yourself rather than, you know, constantly being turned up to 10 Mm -hmm. all day. Well, if you're turned up to 10 all the time, then, you know, you actually might be making it worse on yourself, Mm, Absolutely. which, which is why it's important to have the balance of, you know, turning it up to 10, but also being able to turn it back down on the other side. And that's where, which I've never really thought about this, that's yeah, a super hard sell for like yoga and studios is, yeah, people do want all that. But it's funny for us, it's like, um, you know, when you have a little kid and you're trying to get them to eat some of their, their vegetables or whatever, you got to mm-hmm. hide it. Like in my mind, in actuality, every higher intensity workout, every strength workout would end with a breathing finisher, right? But the yeah. problem is... Uh, People don't want that. They want to feel super mm-hmm. smashed, right? So yeah. it's like, and if we do that in every class people are ending, it makes them uncomfortable. They're they're not going to want to stay, right? And then yeah. we know, well, they're going to go somewhere else where they can get, um, you know, go 100, you know, treadmill dash every six days a week and feel super exhausted and not get even any of the other stuff. So for us, it's like this balance of what... They, what people need versus what they want, you know? Yeah. But that's where we love if you kind of sprinkle it in and then cultivate that in your environment, mm-hmm. then it's cool. Then people are asking for more of it, yeah. right? And then you mm-hmm. can build that environment. So then when you get new people in, you know, they see how everyone's excited about it and things like that. But from yoga, it's just, yeah, that 180 of, um, 
you know decompression and being being by yourself and you'll probably naturally attract all the people who are already zen and chill and comfortable and flexible they naturally gravitate to it Mm -hmm. so yeah the struggle to get to get people who that's their weakness which means they need it the most Mm -hmm. and then trying to get them to pay yeah well you know 100 to 150 bucks a month or whatever to be uncomfortable (laughs) yeah well like you said it's it's difficult so like my first teacher penny talks about how shavasana is the most difficult posture in any yoga class so shavasana again the relaxation all the way at the end because you just have to lay there mm-hmm. that's You're my not, fa- that's my favorite part. me too man. no <laughs> one's telling you to do anything you can lay any position you want but you have to make sure that you're actually relaxing yeah so like midway through shavasana people hear me say it all the time this in is my class, favorite i'll say go ahead and check in on your body make sure you're still allowing yourself to release so scan from your tips of your toes all the way up and as you exhale let everything go and then focus again on the space between your thoughts you would always say i think i might be missing it a little bit but make sure your jaw is not clenched yeah mm-hmm. and your, it, your your brows too yeah, like, yeah. and would, they like, always would be yeah and they but it was a good reminder yeah. let your tongue float away from the roof of your yeah. mouth because mm-hmm. people lay there and their jaws clenched yeah and they're like ah like everything because well, like letting go is uncomfortable it is so Look. difficult but it is so necessary but you know what the, someone's um, listening right now and they're unclenching their jaw yeah if you're clenching like, your oh, wow. if you're clenching your jaw right now <laughs> unclench it and then you know relax your brow but um the feeling like after you like truly relax and you're in shavasana is like my favorite thing ever like it's almost this like um this warm buzz Mm -hmm. like over your whole body it's like my favorite thing yeah it's great and it's just like it's such a simple thing but again it's difficult and really shavasana i only do shavasana for like four or five minutes yeah Mm -hmm. but that four or five minutes i mean think of how small that is in the in the whole scope of your day people don't even allow themselves that much time and i wish they would decompress i mean pull into your driveway turn your car off close your eyes and take just 10 deep breaths just really try to fill up your lungs and then get all the air out and then fill up your lungs again and don't feel like you have to hurry and and get Mm -hmm. in the house because whatever's in the house is going to be there whether you take two breaths or 10 so take the 10 yeah give yourself a few moments and then go in yep and if that seems like a lot for someone, even just notice all the times you're tense and holding your breath a lot of, yeah. you know, oh and then be like, God, and I do it too. Like people hold their breath a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way more than they think. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's just like, you get so like most time when people are probably really busy at work and are super focused on a task, you're probably holding your breath at some point. Mm-hmm. Guarantee yeah. you. And all that does is just, you know, further that fight or flight yeah. type uh, response. Or yeah. just working your body somewhere that doesn't need it. It's so like the shoulders coming up. Yes. That's your another common one. Your shoulders just come up for no reason because you're mm-hmm. stressed, because you're trying to complete X, Y, Z task. And then you're like, oh, wait, relax my shoulders. Even when people are going to bed, I feel like Shavasana is the best training to help you go to sleep at night. Yeah. Because you can just fully scan through your whole body and relax and clear your brain. It's just like a practice of anything else. Like the more you're doing a cardio workout, the better your heart, the better your heart's going to perform, right? Your heart rate mm-hmm. isn't going to skyrocket. You're going to come back to your resting heart rate a little bit easier. It's a practice. Same thing with like clearing your mind, shavasana, meditation, any route you want to take of just kind of chilling out. You got to practice that so that you can become better at it, quote unquote. Yeah. And just it, who's like, I cleared my mind and I feel terrible. Like nobody. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but you never regret it after having done it. Yep. So I think. Um, damn, what was I going to say? I completely lost it. Mm, you're in a state of... Yeah. 
Mini Shavasana. Yeah, mini, mini Shavasana. shavasana. <laughs> I took a quick little nap. Breathe well. Breathe. I took a quick nap. Oh, I was going to ask you too. Like, what, what's the longest you've been in Shavasana without falling asleep? Oh. Okay, so there's this thing called Yoga Nidra. It's like an hour long where someone talks you through a Shavasana, essentially, yogic sleep for like an hour. And the whole thing is don't fall asleep. So one of my favorite teachers who does it, Jen, she'll... She checks in, scanning through the body, blah, 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 making sure you're not falling asleep. It's promoting that sense of just stillness Being. without falling asleep. Mm, that's hard. I do that every night at about 8, 8 p.m. <laughs> Alexa's like, you falling asleep? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And I just wait. say you're Nidra. She'll be like, what? Be like, exactly. I'm fine. 9.15, I'm in a haze. I'm like, I'm good. I saw everything that happened. Oh, man. <laughs> but like a regular Shavasana, I don't know. Because I'm a Shavasana snob. I'll keep people there for like eight, ten minutes yeah. if we have the time for it. You know so. what, though? I feel like once you kind of get to a place, it goes quickly. For sure. Like yeah. when you really are like truly like relaxed and kind of just by yourself, like someone could be like, oh, we're done. You're like, what? <laughs> it's like we just started. Yeah. And I feel like when you're truly relaxing, like that happens. Mm-hmm. It's a cool feeling. Yeah. I love it. So one thing I want to touch base on, because I think it will be good for a lot of people to hear, is you had mentioned, so like how recently you are back to your pre-pregnancy weight, Mm -hmm. but uh, your body composition, strength and stuff isn't what it used to be before. Uh So and like that can be super frustrating. That's most women's experience with pregnancy and and giving birth and stuff. And I just kind of want to have you touch on that and also explain like really what's going on? You know, a lot of times, um, especially in the past before we knew what we knew, but you know, our lean body mass dictates a lot of stuff. And really what happens is, you know, you, know, you can't be as active as you want to be, you know, throughout the process and we do lose muscle, right? So then what, then what happens when someone's, uh, especially you find yourself in a situation where you do get back to your pre-pregnancy weight, but body composition's not what it was before, even though your weight's the same, that literally just means that you you have, say, five pounds less muscle and five pounds more fat, right? So your body composition's changed, and that can be frustrating, but you can, you know, flip that switch too. But then that's where the importance of, you know, being active and doing weight-bearing and resistance training and, and things like that help us... A, rebuild muscle tissue, and, and B, maintain lean muscle tissue. So, so yeah, so, how, you know, and for you, it's interesting, too, because you also kind of, you know, you play the kickball and you do yoga, so you know, and you're all super in tune with all your body, so you notice the strength things a lot, too, like what your body was capable of and just how it feels different now, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and not having that, that strength. Yeah, it's really interesting going from the whole – pregnancy, like pre-pregnancy weight, going through pregnancy and the whole quote-unquote snapback. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like super into it. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that, a, is that a thing? Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. Snapback. 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 I, yeah. thought, I thought that was a hat. I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Not like but the trucker hat. <laughs> so, so does everyone like talk about like how they snap or want to snap back or uh-huh. they do snap back? Absolutely. Snap back. Yeah. So if you ever hear that, that's what people are referring mm-hmm. to, like how quickly you snap back yeah. after pregnancy. Is that something people brag about? Um, I don't, I don't think it's something people brag about, but but it's something to set yourself up for. It's a compliment. Yeah. Like people are like, put it on your resume. Oh, a girl said it. Yeah. (laughs) Six weeks snap. Yeah. A girl. I mean, why do you think people post those? If you ever see someone post a 
postpartum picture. Six mm -hmm. weeks post. Just look in the comments. Someone is going to say snap back. I, I I'm a, guarantee. I'm gonna keep my eye out for I would now. put lots of money on I'm it. I'm waiting for a dude to pass a kidney stone. <laughs> pass a kidney stone <laughs> and be like, hashtag, <laughs> check out the snap back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a big deal. Like, there's the, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to overstate it, but like, there is a little pressure there to, to mm -hmm. get back. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but for me, it was just, it was surviving, like straight up. Like people say, oh, I want to focus on when I can hit the gym again, bubble. I'm like, listen, my kid needs to eat. So I'm, I'm still nursing. Mm -hmm. And so my kid needs to eat. My kid uh, doesn't sleep through the night and all that. So for me, my quote unquote snapback was people are like, you look great. And I'm like, like yeah, well, currently under pre-pregnancy under pre weight. Bodies in shambles because my 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 body comp is so jacked up, um, and people are like, "You look great." And in my and I had, am now saying it. I'm like, "This is what happens when you can't sleep and you choose sleeping over eating, because I don't have time." And so, I kind of just let people know that it's it's not a thing that I'm like cheering for myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I am failing in several like areas of my wellness life right now keeping this baby alive because she's my priority and i think people like get lost on it and be like oh you look great i'm like i don't sleep yeah. <laughs> uh, well so, i feel terrible so thanks i feel awful um but 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 yeah it's it's really funny how that is um but in terms of like trying to get my body composition back like you said it's like I'm I'm fairly in tune with that, and I realize I'm in shambles. So, like, with the energy I do have, I really try to focus on my food because I have to eat so much more. And, I, I mean, funny enough, like, Gary's the one who initially told me about how many calories I lose by pumping or nursing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. No one tells you that. I'm a breast expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there I you go. You, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone needing pregnancy yeah. advice, go see Gary. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. I had no clue. Like, <laughs> I can't look at you. I would imagine I, if someone comes in uh, and, and you had like the whole office has changed. I just have yeah. a breast pump on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had no clue until Gary told me this and I started looking at what I was eating and I was like, holy crap. So how many calories is it? It was like a twenty ounces, twenty calories per ounce. Okay. So. How many ounces is normal per day? Well, it depends everyone's, on the person, yeah, right? Yeah, a little but different. For me, Don't give me that answer. For me, it's between twenty and twenty-five ounces. Okay. Maybe more than twenty. It's the typical answer for really everything. I know we give the answer all the time. The answer is always it depends. Yeah. Yeah. But no one wants to hear that. But like for me, what is that like? Four hundred calories yeah. plus. So a most day? people would normally say like three hundred fifty to four hundred calories. Okay. So, I mean that's. That's a lot. That's a lot of extra on, like, that Yeah, doesn't go to you. And that's a lot for someone already who wasn't eating enough mm -hmm. calories when I first met you well, guys. Well, I remember, yeah, working on like, like, getting your protein so up. Yeah. And, yes. yeah. so and like, another factor is like how much body fat you have, you know. Mm -hmm. So like you're a and, you know, petite person. So it's, yeah, you're going to be on the higher end of how much you have to consume, right? Because mm -hmm. you have less uh, body fat stores as well. So If it weren't for Daniel, I'd be in worse shape than I am now in terms of like nutrition yeah because i just want to sleep he, that's he all i want he's like hey in, take in like check. five minutes to eat and i'm like but sleep he's like yeah. you need this I'm like, okay and y'all have a dog like how old's your dog butter butter three. yeah yeah so he's still kind of like needs you know that's young for a dog yeah we got so. we got a lot of we're, we're juggling a lot yeah yeah but, but yeah. in like a couple of years everybody's a little more mature yeah it's gonna be better 
Yeah. yeah. Every I mean I'm learning along the way. I mean, yeah. even on the way out the door. Daniel's like, bring something to eat, please. He's <laughs> like, Did you eat? I'm like, Yeah, I ate breakfast. He's like, bring something to eat. <laughs> and I was about to walk out the door. He's like, Did you get something to eat? He's like, Oh no, I forgot. Get a pear, something. I told I'm like, you. Okay, okay. He's the greatest guy. So ever. I just finished yeah. eating my pear in the car on the way here Good. because Thanks, Daniel. I, I, I picture him like he has a pear tree in the yard. Yeah. And he just <laughs> he doesn't need a ladder. He just reached <laughs> <laughs> reached up and grabbed the pear and said, Take this, sweetie. Uh, it was it was almost like that. <laughs> <laughs> like he's Adam. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows that you yeah. need it. Oh. But yeah. But uh, he but Adam like gave a poisonous apple. So yeah, he wouldn't do that. To he you. wouldn't do that. No, he's that's why yeah. he's Daniel, not Adam. Yeah. <laughs> that was the mistake from the beginning. Should have <laughs> gone, gone with Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you know, and that's the thing, right? Like, think you're someone who is athletic growing up. So all the dancers, I hope. You know, you appreciate that. That's right. I caught, you know, she, she was an athlete growing up and yeah, kind of rolled into the lifestyle with, with the yoga and aware of everything. And still like, there's ups and downs and struggles and um, different priorities, yeah. like a child. Yep. And yeah. what comes with that, which is, is your own standards, you know, whereas yeah, mm-hmm. to other people, they could be like, great, why would you want more? But you know you have your own standards as well. So, and it's getting back to certain habits and consistencies maybe that you know you you know feel best doing. Um, yeah, and, and we're not all there all the time. Nope. I think it's a good, it's a good example, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think for you, you know, with all of your background and stuff, like, yeah, you just have shifted your focus and it's fine. And I'm sure you still have a base level of movement that you at least maintain for sure um, may not be as intense as it was when you could just focus on only yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. So still kind of maintaining that um, is fine, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, when your priorities are easier, I can say easier, but different, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can maybe put more into it. Yeah. And, you, and you learn a lot. Like we said before, why would you be great at anything the first time you do it? Right. We have we've had a couple of girls at the gym, ladies, and, um, you know, their second time around, they were a lot more comfortable with the whole process, you know, and they were able to maybe feel more comfortable working out all the way up till, you know, the birth. And then just mm-hmm. the whole process was smoother for them because they'd been through it before, yep. you know, and they snap back. There you go. <laughs> uh, a lot quicker. And it's just because they're they're better at it. Right. Yeah. So, um and I say better at it, like not not that it's a competition. <laughs> I, I meant that in 100% in the terms of Experience. better at it with to with their self, yeah. right? Like with yeah. what the process that they're going through, being comfortable with it, and um, yeah, making making it all work for them. So yeah, and I and I just encourage anyone going through any sort of physical change, whether you're coming off surgery or having a baby, just be real. Like this is this is the real world. This is an Instagram. You don't need to pretend like you're Shit, fine when you're not. Like things are hard and that's cool. Like it's really nice that like whoever influence are on Instagram just posted their six weeks po- six week postpartum picture and they look amazing and they snapped back, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But it's okay, just be real. Like I said, I'm in shambles. I'm not ashamed of that. It's totally fine. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm trying to use the tools that are available to me. It's all good, and everyone just be, just give yourself a little grace. Yep. Just just do your best every day, and your best every day. It's not gonna it's not gonna be picture perfect all the yeah. time, and that's fine. Just try. I wonder. I feel like is this something Kim Kardashian? So, 
Was her recent pregnancies? They did they have a um, surrogate? Yeah, surrogate? Surrogate? Yeah. Does she does she hashtag snapback? <laughs> the stress, I don't know. the stress of having not, a surrogate. Not, not a surrogate, but Kim Kardashian herself. I don't know. You know, I I don't currently follow her on Instagram, but uh, I feel like you're missing out. She clearly, would, she would do throw everyone off. Now, now I feel like some guy has to start the snapback movement for dads, right? Like yeah. the you dad a, bod. Yeah, you put on your dad snapback. bod while you're going through the pregnancy with your wife, and then you you snap back too. You gotta, I mean, start the movement. Is that a thing? Snapback. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Hashtag Snapback has um, 7.8 million. Is it more posts. ladies than hats? When you scroll um, through the feed? I don't know. There's a dude that doesn't have a hat on that needs to tighten up. Mm. <laughs> it's actually more hats. Yeah. Really? I mean, I've, I'm... But that makes sense, small right? Small sample size. Like, I mean, the hat game's strong. It's like the shoe game. Yeah. I mean, I feel like more people wear hats than have babies. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an easier <laughs> buy-in. It is an easier you know? buy-in, you know, yeah. 20 to 40 bucks. And not everyone is snapping if, back, right? I'm like not true. posting a photo, That's right? True. I was just a normal, average Joe pregnancy mm. yeah. where I'm not posting snapback photos. So, I mean, that's an even smaller percentage of people who are wanting to yeah. take a picture of themselves Snap and post it. Back. Mm. I'm going to start doing that after I eat too much on the weekend. Because <laughs> <laughs> my Monday snapback. Snap oh, man. Oh. But now I take to like Tuesday. My barbecue. You ball out on Sunday. You got to get like a food baby for a day. Hold a lot of water. You're bloated. Are we going to see this on your Instagram? You might. Yeah. yeah. I, I could do that. Side by mm. side. Like I snap think I could, I could probably <laughs> put on like 10 pounds of water in a week. You, you start doing the thing, but out, instead of like month by month, you go hour by hour of like my, my food baby is the size of a, of a grapefruit. <laughs> The next time you guys go to Austin, that has to be. A oh thing. my God, that That'll reminds me. We need to go to Austin thing. again. <laughs> that was a good trip. When was when you think about it? When was the? What pops into your head when I say when were you most painfully full? Most painfully full? Yeah. <sighs> That's for a me, lot of pressure. For me, Vegas, Wicked Spoon, um, buffet in the Cosmopolitan. Mm. Ooh, that was really. You really remember that quick? Oh yeah, I ate more that plates than Daniel. Mm. Mine was we went. To the with the in-laws and family to the barbecue place down the street. Smoke, smoke, and uh, yeah, just one of those, you. You know, you eat eat the your entree, have like a couple drinks, and have the dessert. And then the thing I always underestimate is because um, I don't eat out all the time, and it's you know fattier meats. It's just all oh my the God, fat dude, calories, which you're not seeing. You. So I'm looking at it. It's not a huge volume of food, right? Like it's two little things of. Uh, Green beans and you know corn on the uh, the bread, cornbread, your entree. It's it's just not a ton of food, but it's so much calorie more calorie wise. dense. And then next thing you know, like you're just eating, and then all of a sudden, like you're not like like I don't feel guilty about it or bad. Yeah, your I feel brain's just like you need physically you're in done. pain from being so. You poor. know what? It was probably Austin when we had all yeah. the barbecue. Like we, I think we we had to had like two pounds of meat, you know, which is yeah. which I can eat. <laughs> Yeah, but like but having brisket but, but the, yeah. and ribs and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially when you get like the fatty part of the brisket. And the so, side, you don't, know, don't go lean. The sides. Don't go lean on your brisket, man. Just live <laughs> live your life if you're getting something that good. But that's probably the worst to where like walking, you just don't even really yeah. want to. Like we had to walk back to the hotel, which you, was brutal. You, you see how we subconsciously took your your mom 
uh, giving birth struggles and just trying to try to make it our own. Like, but our problems are <laughs> but food, food babies. <laughs> is that mansplaining? Is that what being that is? in pain from eating too much? If you start um, posting snap hashtag snapback, yeah. then people are gonna say stop <laughs> mansplaining the snapback. Man well, uh, <laughs> look at us. We can't help ourselves. Nah, that's a freaking problem. Mm. Turn everything into eating meat. Yeah, we need to. Uh, we got to bring someone on that that can uh, talk about painful fullness. Who do you think can do that? I think Justin, he goes pretty hard. Justin goes like pretty hard, yeah. That. I feel like he doesn't have that many other problems. That's probably up high on his list. Yeah. Like, so. just gets full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, Crystal can go hard, too. But yeah. she can push past full. Yeah. But like, she's a mom, too. She might so. be, yeah, she has more mental fortitude yeah. than we do. Like, I'm going to stop, like, when I start to feel sick. But I think she could just keep going. Well, Jillian. It's yeah, hour it's, already. It's oh, about, wow. It's yeah. about class time. So... We're glad you came on. I know we'll have to do it. We'll have to like, we'll, we'll get questions and stuff because people, people will always like to hear from other people that aren't us. Yep. Because it's probably more uh, interesting. We can only say <laughs> so no, much. You guys are pretty damn entertaining. So yeah. So we're glad you came on. <laughs> Thanks for having and me. And I know it was super helpful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, to wrap it up, I think people uh, should unclench their jaws. Yep. Be more mindful. Relax their brows. <laughs> Be nicer to yourself. Yeah. And, and be, your limitations. And be grateful for what's available to you today. Don't feel mm. like you've let yourself down. You showed up. Yep. That's that's enough. That's yep. most of it. And like, I mean, we always like to say this. We're, you know, meet yourself like where you're at and then just build on that. Yep. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be some like your starting place is someone else's like You can't build on someone else's starting yeah, place. Yeah, peak or whatever. So mm -hmm. yeah. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Yeah, if you do have any questions, you can just hit us up on social media. Let us know. Yep. Ask Jillian. And Jillian's on Instagram too. Yep. Hashtag snapbackmama. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, Jillian underscore yoga. Jillian with a J. Yep. And she does Easy. like, you know, cool little poses that you'll just, you know, we can't aspire do to do. But it doesn't matter because if you can just do quarter of the pose, you're getting the benefit. Or if you right. can just lay down. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm, I'm real good at that one. Yeah. Lay or down you, and do nothing. Or I like to brag about the, uh, the tree pose. You know, for oh, something. Yeah, that's right. Can, that's just, just, is that the only one you can yeah. do well? That's, that's your I'll, I'll post it on my Instagram. <laughs> hey, Shavasana for all. That's how I feel. <laughs> Shavasana for all. All right. Till tell we uh, chat again next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.